Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Calm Collective Podcast. I'm Cassandra and I'm so grateful that you are here wherever you are in the world in this moment. (sighs) I have been carrying so much as I know that we all are and something that I've realized um, that I want to get into a little bit later in the show is during the day, I feel pretty good. I'm not carrying too much, um, to my knowledge anyway. I don't feel as though I'm carrying too much. I'm not um, dealing with any anxiety or anything like that. But something that I've noticed that started occurring past like 10 days or so is come nighttime, like post-bedtime routine, I'll get really tired and... I'll feel like it's time to go to sleep, I'll climb into bed, I'll read a little bit, and then my mind just starts spinning. And I it's gotten worse the past few nights where, I mean, a couple of nights ago I had a pretty bad anxiety attack. Um, I'm so grateful that a lot of times to come down from those, it's something as simple as Um, just kind of like pulling Jasper closer to me and just petting him. And sometimes I'll even like count the strokes of like me petting his head or his face or anything like that. That can really help to just like settle my nervous system. But it's something worth acknowledging because I think what I need to do and what I'm trying to do is tap into myself on a more conscious level throughout the day. So taking space to do like a short meditation in the afternoon or journal in the afternoon, anything that might be coming up rather than just sort of going about my day and not really tapping into that piece of myself because what's going on is scary. So it's almost like instead I'm just, you know, watching a funny show. Like I've been on a new girl kick recently and, you know, cooking or baking something new or, um, you know, doing like a light cleaning because that's something that I really like to do. And instead just giving myself the space to go in, even if what's going to come up is something that I don't really feel like acknowledging, it's worth doing this type of work so that come nighttime, come time to recharge and rest, I can actually do that. And I'm not just taking it all to bed with me. And then the moment that I, you know, I'm laying there and I'm not, I'm not keeping busy or I'm not doing anything. I'm not distracted by anything. It doesn't just come hitting me at a hundred miles per hour. I've talked to a lot of my friends, talked about it, um, with my sister on the phone today. And I know from what I'm hearing that sleep is a collective struggle right now, um, as is anxiety. And, you know, this was the advice of my sister. What I just mentioned was um, giving yourself the space just to tap in throughout the day um, and not leaving it, just not leaving it undealt with. Um, So that's something that I'm I'm going to start trying to be better about. (laughs) I'm also reading this new book that I wanted to share with you guys. It's called The Book of Awakening, written by Mark Nepo. 
He wrote it after being diagnosed with cancer in his 30s, so moving through grief and disappointment and healing and then more grief, release, and so that whole cycle goes. Um, The book is what's called a day book, so each day is a new day. It's a short entry, and I wanted to share a little excerpt with here with all of you because it really relates to what I was just speaking about when it comes to just tapping in and releasing stagnant energy, um, especially before our sleep cycle. So Mark writes, we do this with our love, with our sense of truth, even our pain. It's such a simple thing, but in a moment of ego, we refuse to put down what we carry in order to open the door. Time and time again, we are offered the chance to truly learn this. We cannot hold on to the things and enter. We must put down what we carry, open the door, and then take up only what we need to bring inside. Ugh, the moment I read that, I like put the book down and just took a moment to just really take it all in. Because as humans, we're so wired to believe that we have to carry it all. Ours, theirs, the world's. That it's like this balancing act and we're being scored on how well we can juggle all at once. And I felt honestly such a deep sense of freedom after reading this and vowed in that moment to be conscious of letting all of that bullshit go. Of living under the notion that, you know, I'm not allowed to put things down or give things a place and say, you know, here but not there. Like, you can't go there. To honor my moments, to honor my life simply by choosing to not carry it all. What a practice, right? This time with isolation and quarantining has been so interesting. I know it's been interesting for us all in our own unique ways. When this all started, at first, it felt like not much had changed. As an introvert who works from home majority of the time, you know, unless I'm on set for a shoot for an hour or so, it felt pretty normal and kind of invigorating to have all of the space and all of this time to do the things that I kept saying that I wanted to do and not having enough time or putting it off. And then, of course, as time went on, the structure of the world started shifting. You know, death rates were going up. The curve was just not flattening. The media was really overwhelming, and distance from our family and friends became of the utmost importance. But still, my day-to-day hadn't changed all that much. And as I mentioned, with my sleep patterns, the last 10 days or a couple of weeks have really shifted dramatically for me. So where I started off, like I said, really hungry to create and to work and to just build, 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 I've now found myself wanting to create, but instead of work and build, more so learn and integrate. So this time in isolation has been really big. For me, it's been really spiritual. It's been self-awakening. It's shown me pieces of myself that have been dark as fuck. And it's shown pieces of myself that are so soft and like dying to be brought back into light. I mean, I'm writing poetry again. I'm taking self-portraits again. I'm listening to the music that really taps into my soul. And I'm 
dancing in my kitchen and in my living room. And I'm just like relearning the puzzle that is my true intricate self. I'm, I'm learning bit by bit and piece by piece that the outside projections of what this may look like to others or feel like to others is none of my business. My business and your business is to self-nurture, to first take care of yourself and then take care of the ones that we love, the both and. My business is to do what feels good to me and to not apologize for it and to remind you in any way that I can, whether it's here on the podcast, through words in the newsletter or the blog or through an Instagram post, that this is your birthright too. I've hit this point, like this peak of a mountain where I've realized how much I've cared and how much I've carried for so long. The fear of other people's judgments and validations and shadows. I say fear of it and not it as a sure thing because I don't know that to be true. Fear is the false evidence appearing real, right? And nothing rings more true than in times of self-doubt. So if I keep showing up as I really am, what if they don't like it? But what if they do? And if I keep sharing my soul and what it looks like and all that I'm learning, what if what if it feels like what if they what if they think it's too much? But what if it's exactly what someone needs to hear in that moment? If I keep learning and expanding and exposing those pieces and those lessons out into the world, what if it's too heavy? But what if it's reflecting just the right amount of light? So all of that right there, what I just said, was a vulnerable and real-time share of the back and forth that goes through my mind as I grow and evolve within this human experience. And I know I'm not alone in that. It's always like this little dance of like, I could do this because this feels really good to my soul, but, but, but. And what I love about that practice is that the ending of my thought pattern, so like the example of if I keep showing up as I really am, what if they don't like it, but what if they do? The end of that thought pattern is that the ending is always the one that's rooted in truth and when I get really real with myself the truth always wins out always and being alone for 40 days now more alone than I've ever been in my entire life I mean I've always had some sort of human touch in my day-to-day it's made me realize how hard I've actually tried for most of my life. Tried to fit in, tried to measure up, tried to make myself just a little bit smaller to fit into this larger ideal sense of what it means to be a woman, what it means to be an artist, what it means to be a spiritual person, what it means, what it means, what it means. And what's happening now in this time of being alone for this extended period of time, it's it's not, it's that I'm not having to be on. Do you know what I mean? I'm not being asked of anything by anyone other than to lend a supportive ear or, um, you know, check in on the people that I love. The only thing that's required of me really is to 
wake up and to feel my feelings and to honor my emotions and those feelings, to lean straight into them, and then to design my day around them. This time on earth right now is a mess and it's confusing, but it is also such a fucking gift. We're being so exposed and so cracked open and so forced to face what lights us up and what doesn't, what matters and what doesn't. To shed some light on that, I can tell you for certain that these days I am being lit up by, you know, staying up a little bit later in the evening, throwing on an oversized t-shirt or sweatshirt, wet hair from an evening shower. You know what's interesting about that? Like, as I say that, that really goes back to my childhood. That was like my nightly routine, even as a kid, not so much staying up super late, but like evening showers and putting on like one of my mom or my dad's like super large t-shirts that would like hit my knees. And then my mom would always put a towel over our pillow so we wouldn't get our sheets wet because we love to sleep with wet hair. So it's almost like revisiting those pieces of nostalgia. And alongside that, you know, like setting the right ambiance. So like having candles lit, maybe a glass of wine or some tea, always reading a book. I've been obsessed with highlighting passages and like pieces of literature that's really standing up, standing out to me that I want to integrate further and, you know, putting the book down to journal thoughts that come to mind and standing up to stretch and to open a window and just to take a breath. I've been lit up by early mornings and seeing all of this shadow play from the natural light that floods my apartment. And I felt really, really pulled to grab my camera and to create some self-portraits. This is something that I used to be so passionate about in 2009 when I lived in Colorado. I would take like one a day just to integrate that practice. And I remember someone, I don't even recall who, told me that it was narcissistic to call this art. And conditioning obviously set in. And other than the occasional selfie, which I really don't consider mine art per se, I had never again practiced this thing that resonated so deeply within me at one point. It was a form of self-expression for me, of body love, of self-love. And... Lately, 11 years later, that's been revisited and it's been freeing as hell. This really came to light after getting in touch and having a beautiful conversation with Megan McClure. I think it was 50, episode 51 of the podcast. This is her specialty and she really helped me tap back into that piece of myself. And I took her online workshop with 14 other women and it was just this like, sisterhood of all these women who like felt compelled to express themselves in this way while releasing the shame that humanity can put on people who want to like show self-portraiture as art and that was just really really expansive so yeah these mornings have just been like observing shadow play and pouring some coffee and putting on some really good music and doing a little yoga to stretch my body and Then I just like create and move and create and move until I'm done, until I'm content. I texted my friend Kate the other morning telling her how I've revisited this piece of myself and how liberating it's felt and how 
I look forward to sharing it with Instagram. And, I, you know, when I say that, I want to be totally blunt and say that every time that I do it, I'm terrified, but it feels good. It's going back to that, like, it's none of my business what anyone else thinks about the portraits that I'm putting out. It is a form of my self-expression, and it feels good to me. But because I'm a human, in this human experience, of course, I'm going to have some pieces and some feelings of fear. But the best way I can explain it is that I... You know, I look forward to sharing it, not from the artificial standpoint of like, look at me, look at me, give me validation, but from the soulful standpoint of like, look what I'm creating. You know, can you, can you relate? Can you feel the energy through the photo? Ultimately, I journaled about this the other day. You and I, as humans here, we're reaching for the same thing and while I and so many others may show it through visual images and words on pages, we're all just trying to connect, right? And trying to find our why, trying to get to what's real. And even if we all aren't at a place to admit it, we're thirsty and not for validation, but just for like this overall acceptance, just to be exactly who we are in this moment in this day, in this season, we all just want to fucking breathe. We just want to be truly seen. And I'm going to say this just in case you need to hear it, but I see you. Whether you're listening to this and you're ready for the message or you're listening to this and you're not quite there, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, we all know that we're reaching for the same thing. We're all just a soul living as humans with needs, with wants, with questions, with desires, with creative expression. And we have all the answers. That's the really, really cool part is that we already know what's true for us. And I think what's so beautiful about exposing yourself and exposing the pieces that are hard and the pieces that are working and the pieces that, you know, you just, you just don't quite understand. We're making room for all of us to just come together and just be like, yeah, I see you. I feel that. So with that being said, that all felt so good to get off my chest. This was a pretty impromptu recording session. I just felt really pulled to share all of that here. It wasn't something that I just wanted to live in my journal. Um, so thank you for giving these inner thoughts and revelations a place to land. I really love it here on this podcast. I love the flow and the freedom and the community it's built the reviews, your emails, the emails that come in through after episodes that go live that resonate, I read and respond to all of them. They mean so, so much to me. Um, other side notes and things to look out for, I'm currently in the midst of building a new website um, and transferring from WordPress to Squarespace. And it's been such a ride. It's been really cool because ever since I got in touch with Erin Claire Jones, who was also on the podcast, with human design, I've really been challenging myself when it comes to both my business here with the Calm Collective and my business with Cassandra Photo, my photography company, to just quiet all the noise, to strip everything, to start 
from a white page to start from scratch and just bit by bit, moment by moment, what's the next right thing for me? Even things like colors and fonts, just like not what is anyone else doing, what feels so good to me? And it's been this really beautiful experience just building this website that's really coming from an internal place of like, oh, that's like what my soul looks like right now. So I'm really excited to share all of it with you guys. And circling back on emails that some of you guys send to me after episodes and whatnot, I'm going to have an entire section that's dedicated to questions that you can submit to have answered anonymously on the podcast. I always try and actually I I do always respond to um, the questions that you guys send in within an episode. But what I've noticed is that I don't always format it as such. Like I don't format it as this is a question from a listener. Now I'm going to answer it. I just sort of mesh it into the podcast episode. But I want to be better about really dedicating more shows to, to doing this because A, the questions that come through are so powerful and they're just so good. And B, we're all in this together. I've said that from day one. We're all just showing up to learn and to relate and to feel understood. And so answering them in a more direct way feels good. It feels like connection and it feels like we can just relate to each other on such a deeper level. So I'm hoping to have the site live in the next week or so. Um, So far, it's been super smooth sailing. Um, But in the meantime, before that question form is up and running, you know you can always email me with any questions um, that you have pertaining to anything like mindful living, the intuition, any roadblocks you're hitting with an anxiety, overwhelm, life in general, anything that you feel like I can support you through ask me. I, I don't have all the answers, nor will I ever pretend to, but I do have my own experiences and I feel grateful to have an expansive open mind and more than anything, just a really strong desire to help and to support you. So until next time, thank you so much for being here. <laughs>